welcome to What's a Beautiful Life Anyway. I'm your host, Jill Bennett. This is the channel that shares ideas to help you live your best life. Because life can be beautiful if you live consciously. Welcome to this week's edition of What's a Beautiful Life. We all know to live our best and most beautiful life, we need to grow as a person and live an authentic life. My guest today is Christina Mand-Lakani, an international speaker, entrepreneur, artist, philanthropist, and mother of two children. She's the co-founder, co-founder of Mind Valley and a leading publisher in the personal growth industry. Welcome, Christina. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's absolutely my pleasure. Christina, you are the author of three transformational quests. There's so much that we could talk to you about today, like the founding of of Mind Valley, but I think there's so much about that out there that will focus more on your quests. You have seven days to happiness, live by your own rules, and now the art of being flawsome, which is an amazing title. Um, and the title of your new book. So what made you write this book? Oh, it's, uh, you know, you mentioned three of my uh, programs, but I believe that the last one is very special because you see, uh, for those who don't know Mind Valley, I'm a co-founder and I've been in personal growth industry for 20 years. So obviously, when you're in that industry, you get a lot of advice to uh, also speak. So I was initially just uh, an entrepreneur and a marketer, uh, working with the world's best lead uh, authors and and, uh, speakers and teachers. Uh, And of course, I got a lot of advice that you have to sit down and write your own book. So the first two programs uh, have to do with that advice. Now, the last one is a special one. I believe it's my uh, passion baby uh, because uh, it came. Uh, so uh, those of your audience who have ever had children, they would probably understand the analogy. But when a woman is pregnant with a child, when the day comes, uh, you can't just hold the child back. It has to come. So the book Becoming Flawsome, that's that's the child that I couldn't hold back. Uh, so I didn't write it because I had to, because it's the business model, because I'm in this industry. I just had a message which I wanted to share and uh, it happened so that it was lockdown. So I guess uh, a lot of us uh, during COVID lockdown were a little more existentialist <laughs> in our moods. So I just sat down and and wrote something which uh, was due. Amazing, amazing. And the book is a bit unconventional, isn't it? It begins with many questions and no answers. Why did you start it in that way? Uh, I actually don't believe in teaching per se, because, um, well, having been in this industry for a long time, I know that people are not uh, not very teachable. <laughs> they will learn a lesson when they're ready for that. Um, they might look for a teacher usually also when they're ready for that. Uh, and occasionally we do accidentally stumble on a teacher, on an event, on uh, on a company that teaches. Um, but uh, I, I don't think that uh, we should force teaching on people. So with that in mind, I didn't want to tell anyone what's right, what's not. Also, I don't believe in absolutes. I think in this world, everything is um, is flowing and, and changing. So what works for you today might not work for you five years from now. So with, with all that background, I think the best teacher is life itself, is experience itself. And I can share ideas. I can give you a framework. I can suggest good questions to ask. But usually it's the person 
who's about to transform, who has the answer deep inside, who has the motivation, who has the the reason to to move. So that's why that's why it's not a very traditional type of didactical book without yeah. being actually didactical. Yeah, yeah, and you're absolutely right. There's so many people we see that we know could improve their lives, but if they're not ready, it doesn't matter how much we try and force on them. It's not going to work. It's got to be you. It's got to be ready for you and come from inside you. How do you think that being honest about your personal transformation, your personal, can help others to their path of happiness? Uh, I use my own life throughout the book as an illustration, and mostly because I think abstract ideas uh, are not as practical as if you see a story. That's why we sometimes love movies and and books and fairy tales and whatnot, because there's a story and the story carries a lesson very often. We are not always conscious that we do that, but uh, even if you take a famous book and a famous story, Lord of the Rings, which I actually quote a little bit in my book, uh, there there are lessons in it. There's lessons in uh, literally every every book uh, in the history of humankind, well, in most of the classics at least, and even if we are not completely conscious. So I do use my own life's uh, examples uh, from time to time to uh, explain abstract concepts. But this book is not uh, autobiographical at all. In fact, all my stories, are um, they're, they're not even in chronological order anything I'm not I'm not uh, uh, driving one uh, one line uh, the, there are no cliffhangers in between uh, barely any uh, because uh, as I said my life is only illustration to concepts that I share yeah yeah and, and I agree it is the best way to do it I also love that you bring such a sense of fun into everything you do and I adore your quote that life is too important to be taken seriously. Um, it, it's, so, it's so true. It's so true. And in the book, you talk about the pressure to be perfect and the pressure mm. that, you know, the importance of acknowledging our own feelings. How is the book going to help people to work through that themselves? Because I think so many of us are not authentic. Mm-hmm. We, we accept that pressure to be perfect. So uh, I we, I really wish it was my quote. <laughs> Unfortunately, Oscar Wilde. I have to I have to give the credit where it belongs oh, to. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Oscar Wilde is uh, is such an amazing uh, source of life wisdom, and uh, why I love him is because he is exactly uh, the cheeky guy who says very deep <laughs> thought with. Um, with, a, with a, a little bit of humor, and it becomes uh, more bearable. In fact, you know, humor is one of the uh, one of the healthier coping strategies uh, uh, in life. It's uh, humor. There are other other coping strategies which are healthy when you when you're facing challenges. Now, when it comes to your question, uh, uh, to, to to give an answer to your question. Um, I, I do share some very simple practical skills, which uh, for whatever reason we as uh, society, contemporary society, don't think is necessary to teach. Uh, it's how to cope with unpleasant emotions. Uh, and um, I source all of that information from uh, very simple classical psychology, nothing nothing extraordinary. It is science, it's medicine, it's uh, very, very straightforward, not even value-based. Uh, but uh, the truth is that humanity knows how to deal with uh, 
tough feelings, tough emotions. Uh, it's just that somehow we don't think it's necessary to know <laughs> to, that everybody knows that. So I share I share that toolkit first uh, because uh, the simple. Uh, I, I'm trying to avoid to say the word truth and fact, but it is truth and it is fact that life is going to be um, occasionally unpleasant mm -hmm. and revelations about yourself are going to be occasionally unpleasant. Now, when it comes to being honest with yourself, that's a very hard uh, path to follow. Uh, first of all, you're right. We are way less authentic and way less honest than we even realize. I'm not even saying we'd like to be, but we even realize. Uh, the reason is very simple. Uh, it's our brain, the way it works, the way it's been wired. It, uh, it is there to make us feel safe. Uh, and uh, by that, uh, it means distorting our rea reality. <laughs> so I just mentioned humor as one of the coping strategies. Unfortunately, <laughs> most of the coping strategies, or should I rather say defense mechanisms, are not very healthy for us. And that's the way our brain makes us feel better about the world. A very simple example, uh, when we face with an event which we are not ready to um not ready to digest or accept to to handle uh our brain starts coming up with stories to make it look better for example when uh covid started a lot of us went into denial or distortion so we either denied that anything was happening at all or we distorted reality but the the point was that it makes you feel better it makes you feel safer uh any any kind of big events uh a little bit closer to to personal uh, life would be losing a, a loved one or uh, having an unpleasant conversation or being dumped or losing your job uh we usually when things like that happen to us we um since we're not taught how to deal with that we uh come up with um with alternative realities which make us feel better so i go pretty deep in my book in um go uh, in in explaining all of that uh but where i'm driving at is that because it is so scary because we don't have the toolkit uh rather Rather than uh, being honest, we pr prefer uh, busying ourselves ourselves with something else. You know, either either sweeping things under the rug or not dealing with them right now, or pretending that we deal with them and uh, fixing everything else in our life except the big problems. So there are many ways how we avoid the problems, and that's also the reason why we are not completely authentic. Because how can we be authentic? How can we be true to ourselves if we don't even know what it means to be you? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, then, you opened up such a door. I can't I even know. finish. That was that was brilliant because it's it's all it's all the things I know. I I went through sort of what should have been a six week therapy course, and it went on for six months because I didn't realize I'd buried so many things in. So I am so looking forward to this book and to to reading it and and you know use some of the tools that you give us there. I think we all need a framework, don't we, to help balance our life. And to ensure that we're taking in every moment and paying close attention to the small daily choices. How do you personally do that now that you've worked through this journey? I think I'm a little too much in my head, to be honest. And uh, in uh, being in personal growth and transformation, I hear a lot uh, how the head is bad neighborhood <laughs> but I also consider uh, it my superpower in a way because I see the world in a uh, in a different way from uh, a lot of people I, I think we all see the world in our own unique way um, but 
I like to compare it to uh, that there is a there is a superhero in the movie. Uh, it's a Marvel Universe movie from X Men. So there's a superhero called Quicksilver. So he's very fast, and when he gets into his superhero mode, the world kind of freezes, uh, and uh, because he's so fast, uh, he moves in that frozen world in a way. Uh, that she can fix it. So that's that's how I consider how my brain works. Uh, I, I'm incredibly aware <laughs> of everything that's going on, which which is annoying at times, <laughs> because I feel like my my world every uh, every moment of time when I need to when I need to switch on this this uh, machine, should I do this or that? Am I being conscious? What am I doing? What's happening right now? It's always it's it's like on a di- in a different speed. It's working in my head all the time. Uh, but it is my superpower and I'm using it for my teachings. And even if it's a little bit annoying, like this morning, I, I realized that I'm overthinking things. And then I just said, okay, remember the basics, <laughs> get your attention back in your body. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it's great for us that you are thinking that way because passing <laughs> on that learning is obviously why you're here. That's your mission in life. That's your journey. And it, it's fantastic. I think, did you also coin the phrase hacking happiness? Oh, no, that was my ex-husband vision. <laughs> that was vision. What, what yeah, he's the, he might have applied it on one of my talks because I'm the person who is talking about happiness. <laughs> ah, <laughs> what, what does hacking happiness really mean? Uh, I had, uh, you know, my, my path into being an author and a writer started with a, a chapter on happiness in one of my earlier programs in the days when I made my programs, not because they were born, but because I had to. Uh, but I guess that was the one part of one of my early programs, which was really enlightened by genius or something like that. So it kind of stuck. And I talked about happiness for quite a few years. I still talk about happiness. Um, I have um, my own uh, method of uh, of exercising happiness. Uh, I have my own ideas and theories around happiness. And I know that uh, they are um, not uh, maybe as popular in contemporary society because our contemporary society uh, idealizes hustle and success over happiness, even though we try to stick happiness somewhere in the success, uh, saying that, oh, you can't be truly successful if you're not happy. No, excuse me. The way the world success is being used in the society doesn't include happiness. So I actually highlight happiness as a priority, as a goal. And I know so many people will tell me, no, you can't chase happiness because if you chase happiness, you're not going to achieve it. But well, in personal growth, There is one very simple rule. If you want to achieve anything, you have to work on it. You want a healthy body, you have to work on it. You have, you want to have love in your life, you have to work on your relationships. You want to have good relationship with your children, you have to work on it. You want to have a good career, work on it. You want to have money, work on your money mindset. Yet somehow when it comes to happiness, don't work on it as if it's going to happen out of the blue. So that's a very rough premise. Of course, uh, if we were to uh, talk about the definition of happiness, that's when the whole discussion would start. Uh, one of the interesting things is, is that society uh, usually, uh, when when um, our contemporaries say the word happiness, they mean an emotion. An emotion, of course, by nature is volatile. I'm not talking about happiness as an emotion. I'm talking about happiness as a state. Mm-hmm. So being in a happy state, which is a little more, uh, more well, I wouldn't say permanent, but a little more permanent than emotion. So uh, that's in a in a nutshell. 
Okay, okay, interesting. Um, I agree entirely that happiness is such, such a key part. And and also I sort of believe that the happiness comes first. If you're happy, you're going to be more successful, you're going to attract more good things and success in in um into your lives. I know one of the things I think you feature in the book is how important it is to understand and accept yourself. And I, yeah. you know, I'm in my early 60s now, and I don't think I've still really, really fully grasped that. It, what can we do to help ourselves to understand and accept ourselves? Uh, so I first want to confirm what you just said. There's uh, quite uh, some research, uh, so it's replicable and it's been uh, repeated, that proves that um, obviously you don't need research to prove that uh, ha- uh, success doesn't bring happiness. But there's research that proves that uh, you're much more likely to achieve success if you do that in a state of happiness. So it is a scientific, well, as scientific as it can be, but it's a fact. Uh, now, when it comes to uh, self-love, uh, I believe that self-love is a crucial element of uh, being happy. Uh, now, there's causality only one way, uh, the same way with success. Um, you absolutely need to love yourself for you to be happy. But just because you love yourself is not a guarantee that you will be happy. So I I talk about self-love as a component of happiness, but not a guarantee of happiness. Now, I also think that self-love is such uh, an important um, phenomenon (laughs) and so lacking in contemporary society. And I also believe that almost everything horrible that uh, humans do comes from the lack of self-love. And I know some people might disagree with me, but I want to just as a disclaimer drop one little idea that uh, self-obsession, selfishness, uh, selfishness, indulgence, complacency, these are not excess of self-love. These are distortions of uh, of the idea of self-love. And actually they are the um, signs of the lack of self-love. But without going deep into that, uh, to achieve self-love, I believe you, it's it's a process. Uh, you need to first um, become honest with yourself. And again, we come to the same thing. We are not even aware how uh, how distorted our picture is of what we are. Uh, then we need to accept that current version. And again, it might come a little bit unexpected from a person who has been in personal growth and uh, transformation for 20 years because people come to Mind Valley because they want to become better. But before you become better, you have to be at peace with what you are right now. And then as the last step comes the self-love, because obviously you can't accept what you don't know and you can't love what you, if you haven't accepted yourself. Uh, And I'm talking about unconditional self-love, which is a healthy uh, phenomenon. But again, to... uh, to to address all objections we would have to speak for about an hour about what it means to actually love yourself we would we would and I know that we're out of time Christina thank you so much for talking to us today I think ending on the note of self-love and how important it is couldn't be a better note to end on now your book will be out very soon and um, I will put a link to pre-order it in the show notes and um, we wish you the best of luck with it. I know certainly I'll be getting my copy. Thank you so much for talking to us today. Thank you so much for for having me and for endorsing my book. Yes, I'm looking forward to its uh, launching. Thank you. Thank you. 
thanks so much for listening to this week's show. Check out all the links to the resources mentioned in today's episode and all my freebies in the show notes. See you next time.